You may be seated. Again, God's grace and peace be with you on this, the Lord's Day. In your service folder is the outline or worksheet, so to speak, for the message. I want you to think, I want you to think about phrases that perhaps you say or you've heard others say that include the word mind, M-I-N-D. Think of the phrases that you or others use that include the word mind. I'll, uh, I'll start it and let's see if you can uh, fill in the blank, okay? If someone is uh, very focused, they can't hear any other options, you say they have a blank, blank mind, a one-track mind, right? Uh, you're going to share some information that's uh, just overwhelmingly great or overwhelmingly terrible. It's going to shock the person. And you say, this is going to blank their mind. This is going to blow their mind. Good, you're catching on. Um, this never happens with me, but when you uh, thought you were going to do this and then you ended up doing this, you said, I have blanked my mind. I have ch changed. And I want you to change your word, okay? Oh, blank mind. Oh, never mind, right? This bugs my wife. If I don't see it, I forget about it, right? So out of sight, out of mind, right? And how about this one? I sure could use some blank of mind. I could use some peace of mind. How about, let's focus on that one. Peace of mind. In the past seven days, how many of you could have used a little bit more peace of mind? Quite a few. In the past seven days, how many of you were blessed with an abundance of a peace of mind? Only a handful. <laughs> we, we are more in need of peace of mind than we have been blessed. And this thought of Having peace of mind, I mean, it, it, what a joy it is to have those moments, but most of us are wise enough to know when we're experiencing that peace of mind that it's probably going to be short-lived, right? Something is going to disrupt, overshadow, or shatter that peace of mind. And I think what shatters peace of mind is when we experience loss in some form or another. Experiencing loss, something that is taken away that we thought was going to be a, a solid foundation, so to speak, and then peace of mind is shattered. And your loss is different than my loss, and it's different than your neighbor's loss. So we've all had different things take away that peace of mind. And let's be honest, our peace of mind is lost so quickly or shattered because we use a foundation for that peace that isn't permanent. Hear that again. We so often use a foundation for a peace of mind that is not permanent, right? We would say, boy, I'd have peace of mind if there was absence of conflict, right? Boy, then I could have peace of mind. And then 
anger sets in in your life or someone else's life. It, it festers, it grows, it becomes community-wide or nationwide as we watch the news now. Or we build peace of mind on the thought that harmony in our family. Oh, then we have peace of mind. And then I show up in the family, or you show up, or someone else shows up, and that harmony is gone, and so is the peace. Or the assurance of security, right? That will give us peace of mind. If, if we have enough security factors in our life, whether it's uh, personal security or, or financial security or health security, then we have peace of mind. And then that foundation changes. Or how about your plans, right? We all have plans. A lot of us are planners. And when that plan can be fulfilled in life or job or, or for a child and family, and then all of a sudden that foundation moves. We're smart enough, I believe, to know that we live as broken people, sin-filled and self-centered, and we live in a broken world. And so I, I think we need to be reminded regularly that when we're tempted to build foundations on those things so that we have a, a peace of mind, we need to be reminded that those foundations are faulty. Though they are filled with good things and blessings, they will shift and shatter our peace of mind. And it's into that reality, hear the Word of the Lord. The Word that Pat shared with us from Philippians chapter 4. God speaks into that reality with these words. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. In the midst of shattered peace that has built on foundations that shift, God says those amazing words through St. Paul, and the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And now some of you are so used to hearing that, you're like, wow, the sermon's done. <laughs> oh no, we're just beginning. We're just beginning. So let's go back through Philippians, the three weeks that we've been focusing on the mind of Christ, that mind that is in you because of Christ Jesus taking hold of you. Pastor Nathan reminded us from Philippians 1 that the mind of Christ is one that is filled with gospel confidence. Gospel confidence. In Philippians 2, we were reminded that the mind of Christ is one that has gospel humility. Last week, we put our blinders on and we were reminded that the mind of Christ is one that has a gospel focus, putting out all the peripheral things, focused heavenward, straining towards that goal that's in front of us. And today, the mind of Christ is one that has gospel peace, gospel peace. I think uh, we as Christians, especially Lutheran Christians, we have a, a good understanding of 
being saved by grace. Uh, we heard that uh, last week in Philippians 3 that the righteousness of Christ through His death and resurrection has become our righteousness. There's nothing that you and I can do, uh, no work that we can do to earn anything. And we know that well. And at the same time, we shy away so quickly to what God then calls His family to do and how to live out this faith. We get so nervous in the area of, uh, we'll call it sanctification, but in living out this life and doing good works that we, we try not to speak about it for fear that we might think that we're earning something. No. God says, you're my child. You're covered in the righteousness of my Son. And now, as my children, we live differently. And in Philippians 4... God gives His command for His children, His directives, uh, His imperatives. This is what we are to do now. And I've highlighted some of those on that handout in the text. Some of God's imperatives for me, for you. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Not sometimes, not when you are at peace, but at all times, no matter what's surrounding us, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Our enemy has been defeated. That which can kill the soul has been defeated. Satan has been defeated. So we have a reason to be gentle to everyone. Do not be, what goes in there about anything? Do not be, yeah, right? <laughs> But that's God's imperative guidance for us. Again, if we understand our gospel confidence and gospel humility and gospel focus, then those things that should really cause anxiety, they've been taken away. And there are other things, and we'll get to that. My peace was shattered because my worksheet was messed up next. Let your request, and I already gave you the answer, be made known to God, so my peace fell apart on Thursday. And then think about those things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. That's God's guidance for our life. Understanding the focus that's in front of us, that Christ has taken hold of us, and we're heavenward. How many of you have heard those imperatives before from Philippians 4, right? And when I hear those, I want to yell out to God, but God, you don't know what I had to deal with this week. You don't know what happened in the family. You don't know what so-and-so said, right? It's as if we want God to understand that He has no understanding of what we experienced. And if we were yelling that out at other mortals, that would be true because they have no idea what's all going on internally in your heart and in our minds. But there is one who does know all things, right? We believe that God is all-knowing, ever-present, He's there. And Paul reminds the Philippians of that in, in verse 5. Who's at hand? The Lord is at hand in the midst of everything else that is happening every day of our life. In the midst of the things that cause you anxiety, 
the Lord is present. In the midst of everything that we have tried to use as a foundation that shifts and our peace is gone, the Lord is there in the midst of that. The Lord is at hand. Another challenge besides forgetting that the Lord is at hand is that I think we struggle with the questions that we want to fire back at God in the midst of those things that are taking away our peace. We as God's children are anxious to, to call out to the Lord those questions that are on our heart. I didn't put that on the handout, but I, I, I want us to understand that our Lord is big enough, our Father loves you way beyond our expectations, that He can handle all of the hard questions that you have for Him. David, a child of God in the Old Testament, a shepherd boy who becomes a king, read through his Psalms. Pastor Nathan, about five, six weeks ago, uh, highlighted a Psalm in his sermon. It was right at the time as they were praying over getting ready to receive Emmy. And then right after that service, things fell apart in the midst of the government out in Washington State for that process to happen. And he said, Pastor, I said, what you preach to us, that's what we need to hold on to. So Psalm 13, David fires one question after another in the midst of anxious moments. Listen to David's questions with things that were taking away his peace. God, where are you? How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart? Should I have it all day, Lord? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? When tragedy strikes someplace nationally or internationally, or when tragedy strikes right at home, those questions are pushed to the forefront of our mind, right? Out of fear, out of doubt, out of anger. And our God, who is at hand, in the midst of all those anxious moments, is big enough to handle your questions. And then it's my prayer that the Spirit does what the Spirit did to David. At the end of that psalm, this is what David said. But Lord, I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to you, Lord, because you have dealt bountifully with me. In the midst of things that were taking away his earthly peace, he fired the questions at God and he also responded with faith, knowing that the Lord is at hand. And there's another gift that Paul reminds the Philippians that we are to use in the midst of anxious moments, and a gift that I believe we often neglect when life doesn't make sense. You know what that gift is? Prayer. We often neglect using that gift in the midst of anxious moments. I don't know. Maybe it's because we feel like it's uh, not powerful enough. It's like, oh, we sit down like, oh, I guess can't do anything else. Should we pray? <laughs> no, it should be the other way. We can't do anything else. We need to pray. To be reminded that we can't fix and we can't restore the peace, but the one who hears our prayers and answers them does. 
So back to where we began. How is it that those words that God had Paul speak to the Philippians and to us can become our words? And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, we need a foundation, right, that doesn't move, that doesn't change for that peace. And that foundation is one person, Christ Jesus. His death, His resurrection, His righteousness that has become ours. That's the foundation for real peace of mind. Perhaps we need to go back to last week. Remember the illustration with the horse? Put the blinders on, right? In the midst of all the things that cause us anxious moments in this life, with blinders on to see Christ and His death and His resurrection, knowing that what is in front of us is secured. Paul did that with the Philippians at the end of chapter 3. Hear what Paul said to the Philippians and hear these words for ourselves. But our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is in front of us is secured. Our citizenship is already there. And there is the foundation for the peace. Gospel peace. At the bottom of your handout, we printed uh, verses 7 and 9. Pull out your handout. I'd like for us to try something at the end of this message here. Um, Let's read verse 7 together. Usually, one of us preachers speak these words to you, but let's read verse 7 together. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's, uh, let's focus that a little bit more here at the end. Take the word your and change it to my. That means you've got to drop the S's on the next word. So let's say it that way. My heart and my mind, okay? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Practice these things, and the God of peace is with you. In His name we pray. Amen. In response to God's Word this morning, we stand and we sing our next hymn.